the Spurs News Podcast, the home for discussion on all things Spurs. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of the Spurs News Podcast. I have returned. I am Sam, in case you didn't know. Joining me this week, my partner in crime, me amigo, it's Matt. It's good to have you back, Sam. Very good to have you back, mate. Well, I should bloody think so. That Nimrod you had on last week cocked it right up. (laughs) I had to be dragged from my sickbed to deal with the editing balls up the work experience boy left behind I think, oh my word <laughs> i think that's what we have to call him from now on let's not call him stefan let's call him the work experience boy we need to put him back in his place don't we it's, it's gonna have to be <laughs> you need you need something something needs a kick he's become a prima donna you, see. <laughs> he, you know he's all big in the splash he's got his agents and he ain't putting in the hard work the hard work of doing the edit Getting it right, making sure everyone can hear each other. I mean, it's kind of an essential thing. Yeah, of course. That if you've got two people talking on a podcast, that the people listening can hear both of them. <laughs> oh. But anyway, uh, that aside, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, and I'm glad you're on the men, Sam. Really glad you're on the men, mate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't take a genius for people to work out why I was ill <laughs> in the current world. Um, but yeah, I am definitely on a man. It was a rough, rough uh, few weeks, but yeah, going the right way. So apologies if I cough at any point. I'm going to try and edit it all out. But uh, if, if I don't miss it, I apologize. I have a cough sweet when truly in. <laughs> Fingers crossed I make it through. Uh, mate, I want to start this week and talk about the FA Cup. Yeah, Because brilliant. I love the FA Cup and we had this kind of insane tie where it was the biggest difference between uh, any clubs in the history of the competition we drew marine uh, a club i'd never heard of going into this uh in liverpool um I, i don't know about you and i don't know whether this is a strictly tottenham thing but i was going into this with all the build up as well of like the biggest gap in history you know there's only one winner david versus goliath I had that kind, of, especially when the get hit the bar. By the way, as well, uh, I had this kind of knot in my stomach of like, please don't Tottenham this right up. Yeah, uh, do you know it didn't help as well? Is earlier in the day, Leeds got walloped by a League Two team, Crawley, yes, and he like that did not it sort help. of set the tone for the for the day, didn't it? Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> Well, because the conversation then was all about the greatest cup upsets. What's been the greatest cup upset ever? Oh, well, if Marine beat Tottenham, that would be it. I'm like, oh, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. It was um, like that, wasn't it? I mean, as it worked out, the reality is we didn't really look in trouble and we won the game comfortably. And, you know, it was a professional performance on a on a pitch, which was literally like a recreation field behind people's houses. <laughs> um, by the way, the guy sat in his garden giving Jose Mourinho abuse for an entire match was hilarious. Yeah. It was the the two women drinking prosecco from kickoff to the end. They looked like they had a bloody good time. <laughs> the 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 young women playing free lions on repeat from the house cracked me up. Um, all in all, it was a, a mental magical kind of game, which it felt good. It felt good to be involved in. Um, yeah, we were the pantomime villains by winning, but that's fine. Um. But of course, everyone kind of won. We won the game in advance in the competition, and Marine 
sold over 30,000 virtual tickets to the game thanks to generosity of Tottenham fans and fans from, from all sorts of clubs, I'd imagine. Um, the, the chairman uh, pointed out that that's going to secure the club's future for 10 years. Wow. That's, that's, a, that's incredible, isn't it? That's great. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's yeah. kind of... When you consider going into it, the pandemic... Because, of course, if the game had gone ahead... Normally, fans have been allowed. I think it was like six hundred or like eighteen hundred or something like that. You know, not a lot of people would have been in that ground. Um, so they never would have made that much money. <laughs> so the the kind of reality of them making that, plus the TV money they got as well, it's it's a nice feel good thing in what is overall a generally crappy time. Yeah, completely, and that, and that's the thing that the pandemic has as hit obviously it's, it's hit general life but you know it's hit football in, in a in a in a big way as well uh yeah. obviously with, with no fans being allowed in the stadiums and it's almost like it's a, a kind of a, a glimmer of a positive that's come out of it because like you say they've sold over thirty thousand virtual tickets something they could never have they could never have got what was 600 i mean you're talking like you know like thousands more you know just, yeah. thousands, like 20, 20 like 29,000 30,000 more than they would have sold <laughs> Yeah. If if it had been in the stadium, and do you know what I was thinking? It, it might be one of those things that um, going forward, if they have, um, like, say we get back to normal and you yeah. get a tie like this again, I think yeah. that's a, a good thing for for. Uh, I think clubs might well do it. Yeah, yeah. because because so. like you know to set up to set up a team for ten years is insane. And, and and obviously they got the TV money, but they never would have made three hundred thousand pound no, in attendance no, money. So this is it's it's incredible and it's it's really really good news. And um, you know, I, 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 they probably the, the the fan the marine fans and and the the uh, the players in the back of their minds before the game. Part of them must have surely been thinking, like, even if we can nick a draw, this would be amazing. But oh yeah, but you know, result aside, there has been. It's, it's a positive. It was a positive experience all around, like you said. Yeah. You know, people know Marine. Uh, that the, the people are aware of the club now. They're they're a club that are on the map now, even though they're on the, in the eighth tier yeah. of football. And it, it, you know, you look at some of the stories afterwards of, uh, you know, us giving them a set of kit, you know, a set of shirts yeah, because obviously yeah. we couldn't swap shirts. So they 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 had an amazing they had an amazing experience. Yeah, they, they they knew they weren't going to get anything, re- you know, in reality from the tie. And so they're yeah. not going to come away too disappointed. They're going to come away just thinking we just played a, a, a Premier League team, you know, and that, that doesn't happen. Well, it know, happens Champions once in their League, lifetime. Yeah, Champions League finalists from a couple of years ago. There you go, Marine. Yeah. I, mean, I, I loved the Twitter account from Marine tweeting out. You know, and at one point it was Gareth Bale's warming up. Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale's here at Marine. Gareth Bale's warming up. Gareth Bale's about to come on at Marine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I, was, yeah. I mean, the tweets were great. I mean, it was just hilarious. It was just kind of like um, exactly how it should be. Just, yeah. They were all just having this, just enjoying the day. Of course, they dreamt of winning it. Of course, they did. That. Yeah, that's what you do. But you see the, like the Twitter interactions afterwards. Like the Marine players were tweeting. Like, oh, I've been given a Gareth Bale shirt. You know, thank you, Gareth. Would you consider signing it? And our players have been replying, like, yeah, sure. You know, we'll we'll sort it out when you know when I can and stuff. So, yeah, overall, it was a really good experience. And of course, you've got the fourth and the fifth range rule, which is a weird thing. Mm. Um, I understand why they've done it to try and help planning, but we have drawn Wickham away, um, a team that 
and boast a striker that's built like a second-row rugby player slash Mike Tyson. How old is that guy? He seems to have been playing for Wickham for the last 40 years. Like, does it yeah, like... Yeah, it does feel that way, but... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I certainly, I, I mean, I certainly wouldn't want to insult him and tell him how old he is. <laughs> He's a big bugger, that one. <laughs> I'm not, not getting involved in that. Um, and he started tweeting about it straight away, like, yay, Tottenham again. I'm like, no, go away. See, that's the uh, thing, we say Tottenham again, for anyone who's forgotten, the last yeah. time we played in three, was it four years ago in the cup? Yeah. It was a bit of a squeaky bum tie. Raped past them. I mean, you, you said that in our chat every day and Dan had forgotten. I think he'd repressed it. <laughs> I, I have a few games like that. that. That Newcastle game at the end of the season, like, unless I properly read that, sometimes I go like, oh, wow, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. My mind to protect myself went, nope, delete. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, we, well, that's the thing. It was, it was the eight on in the like before Delhi Ali, uh, Delhi scored in the 89th minute to make it three all, yeah. and then Sonny obviously went yeah. to win it in the time. So in the, on the in the 88th minute of the game, we were yeah, three we were two out. down. We were out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we were out. Yeah, no, no. I, uh, <laughs> I still have some sort of flashback moments about that. So when you brought that up the other day, I was like, yeah, I remember. <laughs> um, now, most likely, if we if we do manage to beat Wickham. Which is, of course, is no foregone conclusion. Uh, we would then most likely play Everton, um, which again would be a great game. We owe Everton, by the way. That that opening game of the season, we were awful. Mm. So I'd like to see the team have a bit of a pop at that. Um, but that's the FA Cup parked to one side. Um, unfortunately, that's the FA Cup bit parked to one side because the rest of the stuff we got to talk about ain't that much fun. <laughs> Do we have to, Sam? Can't we just talk about the weather for um, the next half an hour? <laughs> well, that that would be a very British podcast. Yeah, yeah. How do you make your tea? Milk first. Yeah. Um. I. I. I mean, I've got various topics we could talk about, but I think the best thing for us to do is to hand this over to our fellow fans now, because I put the post on Facebook. I put the post on Instagram. Um. Well, sorry, the lovely Laura did the Instagram post, basically just saying. Bring forth your questions, bring forth your topics. And after a result like last night, it can often be a bit of a toxic place, <laughs> that, mm. that comment section. And surprisingly, right, you know, there's obviously a, a good bit of anger in there. But surprisingly, there's actually a lot of very uh, good topics to get stuck into. So I thought, well, rather than me and you run through stuff and then potentially go to the questions and them already be answered... Let's just go straight there. So if you're happy, we will head off now and see what our fellow fans have to say. More then, sir, more then. Now it's time for your comments. See, the words you said suggested more than. <laughs> but but you, yeah, I don't know, man. You seem, you seem less than infused. Um... <laughs> We, we will start on the Facebook page. Um, now, <laughs> we, we've had a fair few comments on here, which which is uh, quite a lot. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to search them now. And we actually start with our fellow admin for Spurs News, which is Daniel Beecroft. Dan. Dan, Dan, the dirty old man. He was an angry was man yesterday, man. wasn't he? Dan, Dan, he, the angry he man. He was a very angry man. Now, I, I was I was wound up after that game. I, I genuinely was. And I do have that sometimes. And I went to our chat and I was kind of like, Ugh, and he unleashed. <laughs> and I was kind of like, 
Wow. Okay. I thought I was. I thought I was annoyed. This is this is next level. Um, <laughs> but Dan says we need to show more attacking intent, both from the manager and the players. Team selection, the subs, player mindset. Does all the blame lie with Jose? Whoa, whoa, whoa there's a there's a start. <laughs> Straight in, Matt, what do you think? Okay, so I, I didn't watch the game yesterday. I was working, but I, obviously lucky, I, lucky bastard. Yeah, I know. I, I did actually on my on my lunch on my dinner break, say my lunch break, because I was working yeah. a late shift. So although it was my lunch, it was like eight I o'clock in the evening. Mean, so, yeah. <laughs> but I did catch the first fifteen minutes. I watched it on my phone on my break, and well, that was okay. Yeah, it, it started off all right. You could you got a feeling that you know Fulham were there to play. You know they 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 were yeah. they had a couple of chances, but then obviously I'm keeping an eye on it, and then you see Harry Kane score, and then. Great goal. You 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 just knew, didn't you? How the second half would like if someone said like you know if someone said right okay, ex- at half time explain how the second half's going to go. Okay, I'll tell yeah. you. We're going to sit back. They're going to attack. They're going to uh, you know the our defenders will do all right. You know they'll keep they'll they'll give Lurie fairly little to do even yeah. though they're attacking. Yeah. But yeah. they'll attack. They'll attack and we'll invite them in. They'll have far more possession than us. And eventually, they'll find a way through and they'll score and they'll equalise. That, that's what's going to happen. Well, and you are a man who loves behold. his stats. Yeah. Just to give you this, right? What you just said then about a second half, like the minute you saw 1-0 at halftime, your brain went, I know what's coming. Mm. In the first half in the Premier League this season, Tottenham have scored 19 goals, which is the highest of any club in the league. We've conceded only four in the first half, which is the lowest in the league. So our first half performances. So if the games ended at 45 minutes, we'd walk this league, okay? Unfortunately, football has a second 45 minutes. (laughs) And in the second half, we've conceded 11 goals, which is about the 10th in the league. Sorry, sorry, we've scored 10 goals, 11 goals, sorry, God, I got this completely wrong. We've scored 11 goals, which is 10th in the league, so poor really mid table for scoring mm. in the second half and we've conceded 12 which is about ninth again mid table for conceding but when you consider our ambitions for top four title race that's appalling you then take it on from that so from the first half to the second half our halftime team talk is either hey guys you got this chill out <laughs> <laughs> or or I, I have no idea what's going on. Now, think about this. At West Ham, sorry, Newcastle, 1-0 up. We ended up drawing 1-0. West Ham, 3-0 up, drew 3-0. Crystal Palace, 1-0 up, drew 1-0. Wolves, 1-0 up, drew 1-0. Fulham, 1-0 up, drew 1-0. Those five games literally were our games. They They were ours that we just stopped playing in. Anyone who watched them, me, you, Dan, everybody listening to this now, watched them will know, we just stopped. We just basically then sat there and let them play. That's 10 points we've dropped. You know, they were all wins that we allowed to become draws. So that's two points for each game. That's five five games, 10 points. We'd be top of the league by four points if we'd won those games. And that's, that's, to me, is where I'm frustrated beyond all belief. Like, years ago, me and you would look at that. Like, when Pochettino first came in, I remember me and you having a conversation, which is all of these games we're drawing are games we used to have lost. Mm. And me and you were like, that's an improvement. And, and at that time, 
it really was, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. in those games, we'd have been like 1 0 up, 10 minutes to go, lost 3 <laughs> 1. Yeah. And, and now, I think we as a club have moved on. You look at the team we've got, you look at the manager we've got, everything seems to be there. I think all of our expectations are if we're winning a game and we're, we're playing well, why in the hell are we stopping? What is what is going on? And Jose, on a consistent basis, has said, oh, well, if you saw my team talk, you know I didn't tell him to do it. You did stand to the players, stand to the players. With those five examples, I mean, you can also point to Liverpool in a couple of other games, but just using those five examples, he never made a sub either. Now, if you are not telling the team to sit and your instructions to them isn't to do that, then surely you change something. So you think he's lying? Yeah. I I think genuinely, I think Jose Mourinho is setting us up to play in a style which is to counter. And and that's, that's fine. Like If we play against Liverpool, Man United, against the, the better teams, if you like... Our system has worked brilliantly. You know, think about what we've done against those teams. I know the Liverpool game we lost, but we weren't played off the park in that game. There was a mistake from a set piece, and it was at Anfield, and we've won how many games there? Yeah, <laughs> like, no. hardly ever. Who's won any games there recently? Exactly. <laughs> uh, Stamford Bridge, we went there drew nil-nil. Um, you know, we don't pick up points there normally, anything. And we went and did that. We, we you know, solid performance. Neither team really exposed themselves. Man United, Old Trafford. I mean, I don't know, mate. How many times have you seen us beat them 6 1 at Old Trafford? Not never. <laughs> you know, exactly. Man City, we've done them 2 0, two games in a row at our stadium and basically doing them the same way. It, all of these performances against us, it works, it makes perfect sense. When we're playing against a team who are going to sit and basically do the same thing back to us, we seem to get the goal, we seem to have our play, we dominate the ball, we do well, and then just stop playing. And Jose's blaming the player mentality for this. For me, and again, and I know I've gone off on a tangent now from Dan's point, but for me, if you are watching this game, me or you watching this game or any game, I know you didn't watch the Fulham game, but you watched, you know, some of the Wolves, Palace, Newcastle, or West Ham. Oh, you yeah, watched all them, unfortunately. <laughs> basically, the same thing happened. You yeah, know, you, yeah. like you said, you knew the script. It's mm-hmm. the exact same thing. And you're the manager, and you told them at halftime, just keep playing. You keep driving forward. You dominate the ball. You don't sit off. And you, you have eyes. You can see that they are sitting off and doing it then surely you change something. Because if they've if you've told them at time what to do and they're not doing it, then you change it. You you send a sub on and you bollock every you know what I mean? You yeah. go mental. You do yeah. something mm. to kick them out of the malaise they've got themselves in. Mm. It happening once, you can kind of go, oh crap, that's a freak result. West Ham. Newcastle, that f- penalty decision. Ugh, you know, bad luck. That's twice has happened. Palace, Wolves, Fulham. Completely winnable games that we just stopped playing in. And it's and it's a nonsense. And and yeah, you can say, oh, the players haven't quite lived up to it, they haven't done this, but 
when it keeps happening, it has to be more than just the players in those situations. I mean, do you agree or, or yeah. do you think? It, it 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 almost feels like you're in a mental asylum, you know. And it's like you can clear, you like you can clearly see what the problem is. You can see yeah. it, and it's happening time and time again. And you're being told that it's you know it's not the ma- the manager's telling you no, it's not me, it's the players. And be like, well, it, it clearly isn't. Something's yeah, seriously clearly. wrong here. And I. Mean, I, I I said to you a couple of weeks ago, and I can't remember if it was a podcast or if we were just chatting, and I said about, you know, Deli Ali came on and made a flick in a game, or was playing in a game, and he made a flick and they and he lost the ball. Jose ripped him apart post-match, you know, this is why you don't play, gives the ball away, da 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 da, da. It feels to me that the team are terrified of trying something. Like, we have a rigid set way of playing... Everyone will stay in that because if we stay in this rigid set way of playing, the manager won't be mad at us. Mm. And yet it ain't working, you know. And like you, when you've when you've got a game against Fulham, who are a relegation battling side, you're at home, you're one nil up. In football, sometimes a team can just get the ball and score, and that's football, and that's one of those things. Now, if you accept the fact that that's, that happened, that, I mean, that's not the reality. Fulham dominated us in the second half. But if you accept, OK, we were 1-0 up, it's now one all. You've got players on that bench in Deli Alley and Gareth Bale who are match winners. They can create something out of nothing. And yet you don't bring them on. Both fully fit, by the way. Both have made it abundantly clear via social media they're not happy as well. I'm I'm at a loss. I, this is where I'm struggling. I I don't. It's like I've decided I don't want them, but I'm still going to put them on the bench. I've decided I'm not going to use them no matter what happens. You know, he he brings on Vinicius, which, which is great. You know, it's a striker coming on, but then we look lost. It was like, well, now what do we do? Is Harry up front? Is Harry a midfielder? What are we doing? And we just never looked like we could work out. Any sort of pattern of play, any sort of thing. It was just a case of trying to lump it into the box by the end. I think a, I think a good comparison is uh, the last time we played uh, Fulham at home in the league. Uh, and on that particular occasion, I was in sunny Ibiza on a balcony watching mm-hmm. it on my phone. <laughs> nice. And we'd beaten 3-1 that guy. Did you remember yeah. the game? And yeah. if I can remember rightly, we went 1-0 up and then they equalised. I think it was Mitrovic that equalised. Yeah. But even then, I, there wasn't a part of me that was thinking, oh, Christ's sake. Like, because of the way we played under Pochettino at the time, I knew that we'd still come out on attack. So yeah. the chances are we'd find the winning goals. And lo and behold, we did find the two winning goals. Yeah. This time around, when it when Fulham equalised, even though it was a 74th minute and you knew there was a good 15 plus of injury yeah. time, good 20 I, minutes, never, never crossed my mind that we'd n- find a, a winning goal. Because no, no. It, we, I... I even though I wasn't watching the game, I knew in my mind from from the like the other games you told me about. Uh, sorry, the other ga- the games you was talking about that I've watched. Yeah. I knew that, like you say, we just look lost. We just like you know, it's, it's that kind of. If it, it, it feels like we've got we've got like um we, we've got so many amazing attacking players yeah. that it, that they just I just almost feel like they're being wasted up there. It, it does feel like that, and it, it's it's a momentum thing, right? I've talked about it before, and I, I've talked about it, it's like a mindset, a momentum thing in sport. It is so difficult to get back when you've lost it. 
So, like, if you're playing against a team and you're dominating them, and you're like, like the West Ham game for me was the perfect example for this. We were like three nil up after what seventeen minutes or mm. something silly, and we were playing them off the park. It could have been four or five by half time. You know, it was we were dominating that game. It was so easy that the team noticeably just stopped and just went lethargic and just kind of, and then no matter what was happening, we couldn't snap out of that. I cannot work out why that is happening on a regular basis to this team that they are just stopping playing. It, mm. it doesn't make sense to me, and mm. it and it, and it doesn't make sense from a like I can be critical of Jose right now, but it doesn't make sense from his point of view either because. When everyone used to talk about the great Jose team at Chelsea. When they went 2 0 up, he'd bring on Obi Mikel, and that was the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and it was kind of like the running joke like, he'd bring on Obi Mikel, they were 2 0 up, that was it. Mm. It was going to stay 2 0. At worst, it might make it 2 1 in the 95th minute, but the game was over. It feels like he kind of wants to play that way with us, but he doesn't have. But he's doing it at one nil. Uh, it's so it's so difficult to wrap my head around, like because again, on the flip side of this, and this is what Jose points to, and it, and it is and it is true. So you got to say it is true. Sonny missed three chances in that game yesterday. Sonny could have had a hat trick on a different day. He's hit the post and two fantastic reflex saves from their keeper. I mean, like really, really top level saves denied Sonny three goals if Sonny buries them like on a different day they go in you win that game 4-0 or 4-1 and everyone's talking about oh this is a great Tottenham team this you know the way they play the way they attack you know absorb pressure and then score it's, it's a great thing but you cannot rely in my personal opinion on Sonny and Kane being that prolific all the time it just it's just impossible for mm. them that you know you cannot be that clinical in every single game it's just you know and in these games West Ham Newcastle Crystal Palace Wolves Fulham I think if you went back and watched all of them again as a Spurs fan I mean you'd probably cry and be very <laughs> depressed at the end of it you would be able to count chance after chance after chance in all of those games where you'd go, that should have been 2-0, that should have been 3-0, that mm. could have been 4. And at the end of it, and that's the frustrating thing, because you know, Man United, that game at Old Trafford, we were lethal. Like, every chance we had, it went in. It it was just phenomenal. I mean, we, we left a couple out there, for sure, but we were lethal. And against Southampton, we were lethal. You cannot expect that for an entire season. You need to be able to do something else. We need to have somebody in the team to create something else. And Undumbelli tried on a number of occasions last night. Um, but it, it, like I said, the, the momentum, once it's gone, we, we just do not get it back. And then it's like inevitable. You just sit there waiting for it to happen. And of course on five occasions now it has happened yeah um uh, there we go that was the first question i've just gone on like a 10 minute rant <laughs> that's not good <clears throat> next one is from robin rossier who says just wait till the fans are back 60 odd thousand people booing oh yeah no yeah, I, 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 I appreciate what he's saying that he's, he's not happy but you know i i I'm, i like to think that most of the fans that go they're to support the club you know and and you'll you'll, you'll get 
idiots who just seem to want to make everything negative and complain and get on the players' backs. Yeah. But you know that that South stand, they're with full song most of the time. So I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with what you said. I, I do believe that fans will be getting on the backs of the team playing like this. Yeah, but uh, I've said this before in previous podcasts that I think Mourinho has almost taken advantage of the fact there's no fans in the stadium. And yeah. I, I and again, it's the it's the old argument of like you know, fans are play, paying a lot of money to see it. They, you know, they want to be entertained at some point. But I, I still call them, and I, and I and I'm a season ticket holder, and I call myself a supporter. And the supporter yeah. doesn't boo. You know, like I'll always go back, and it's and I know I mentioned this before, but a memory that sticks in for me is uh, watching. Um, or hearing about Arsenal playing Swansea a few years back, and there was nil-nil at half time, and I remember yeah. watching it on this on Sky Sports News, and you know the, they get someone like Chris Kamara or someone yeah, at the stadium, yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. and it was a half time, and you could hear the ringing of boos around the stadium, yeah. and they end up losing that game two-nil, and I, I just for me that's just pathetic doing that. It's, yeah. it's not. It's does what? Does it, how does it help? You know? No, I no, I, I agree with you. It doesn't help the players at all. What it does do is send a message to Daniel Levy, who sat in the box, and to Jose Mourinho, who sat on the bench, that the fans aren't happy. You know, if you're just sat there singing every single game, even though you're losing points, losing the game, you know, what, what's, what's ever going to change? You no, do at some point have to use your voice to make your point. No, I, I agree. I agree. And, you know, there's the argument that you just, you know, don't want to be a happy, I think it's the happy clapper. I know that for a while. You're a happy clapper, <laughs> yeah. you know. But yeah. um, at the same time, I I feel like if there's if there's sixty thousand fans in booing, yeah. you're just going down the that's, Arsenal route, and I and I don't want that's, that. That's a, that's a toxic atmosphere. For yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be realistic. Sixty thousand people will not be booing. You'd have a couple of thousand at best, yeah. um, who who are disgruntled. But the one thing I think I I mentioned this to you when I went to watch Tottenham a fair few times under different uh, eras where we weren't good. And I remember being at White Hart Lane and it was toxic. And it was um, like every time someone misplaced a pass, you'd actually hear almost 30,000 people go, ugh. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and it, it was it was rough, you know. And I remember at the time that um, you'd hear, hear pundits going, Tottenham would rather play away because they're, ho- you know, playing at home that they feel, you know, the fans are on them and stuff. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and it was... Yeah, and nice, but at the same time, it did invoke change because the the team changed, the manager got changed, and and things started moving in a better direction. But I, I'm with you. I I don't like booing your own team. I I think it's a massive counterproductive thing. But at the same time, I do think fans need to use their voice to point out when they are unhappy. Social media, um, mate. Social media. <laughs> Oh, God, no. No, maybe not. Um, the next question is from Terry Best. Hoybier, club captain. A keeper can't motivate a team on the pitch other than screaming from the 18-yard box. Um, above all, he's a great player, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe just maybe we'll beat a relegation side if, if we... <laughs> motivate each other more uh i mean terry makes a great point around the club captain the one one thing i'd say about this um i always feel like the captaincy thing is a bit of a myth uh what i mean by that is when i uh, i know i say this a lot when i played rugby i wasn't the captain of the side but if something was going crap or we were 
going backwards or anything like that. I didn't keep my mouth shut because I wasn't the captain. Mm. I got stuck in the people. I mean, I, I held the rather distinguished record of being the only player to be sent off for threatening one of his own players in the <laughs> league once. He missed the tackle. It's a long story. It's a long story. Um, but, but you're not going to sit back. And Hoybier as a character isn't someone who's going to be like, oh, I'm not wearing the armband, so maybe I won't tell people what to do. Mm. He is a leader on the pitch, and you can see that. And Harry Kane up front on a regular basis is always talking. And on TV, sometimes you don't, quite get that I think people who go to the ground I mean Danny Rose was a good example Danny Rose never shut up from like minute one to minute 90 if you went to a game live and you were sat that side of the pitch it was like wow Danny doesn't shut up yeah yeah <laughs> uh, but it was it was talking constantly talking constantly motivating people around and constantly telling people where he was where to be where other people were um and he was never the club captain no you know so who wears the armband is largely a dare I say, ceremonial thing. Yeah, and, and the thing is as well, if, if if we had any other player than the World Cup winning captain in the <laughs> squad, Harry Kane would be captain. There's, there's no yeah. other player on the planet that would stop Harry Kane being captain yeah. other than the World Cup winning captain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've got the French national team captain, you've got the England national team captain, you've got Hoybier, you've got others in that squad. We are not short of leadership type players so something's going wrong somewhere mm, mm. <clears throat> um, Charlie B. Smith says on selling Winks is Winks's allegiance to Spurs stronger than an unproven playmaker from overseas do you think we should sell him We've had, we've had this conversation, haven't we, recently? And we I, I felt after... Because I spoke first and you spoke after me about the, the uh, our opinions. And yeah. I, after hearing you, after I spoke, I, I felt like I was too harsh on him. And <laughs> I did. And, Sorry, and, I'm, I'm like that. <laughs> no, 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 of course, yeah. But, I, I, yeah, I, I felt like I was far too harsh uh, on, on how, I, how you know, what I felt about him being at the club. And... Uh, it's, it, it, was it? I saw an in, was it a post-match interview or it might have been before? And they they've asked Mourinho, haven't they, about selling Winks? Yeah. And you know, someone I think the, the interviewer said, "Is his lack of goals a concern for you?" And he, and he said, "Well, you know, it's not what he's on the pitch for." It's yeah, same exactly. same as Hoybier. Like you know, Hoybier doesn't score goals, but you wouldn't t- you wouldn't take him out the first eleven, would you? No, 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 and Mourinho's made it abundantly clear he's going nowhere. Yeah. Um, not on loan, not not being sold. It, it's a difficult thing with Winks because for too long he was played in a role that wasn't him. You know, Mauricio Pochettino was playing him where Hoybier plays. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of fans think that's where he should be and that's what he should be. He's not. It's not him at all. He's he's a guy who should be consistently moving the ball, moving into space, moving the ball, always being available. And and it works in systems where that's a thing. Like Man City, for example, I guarantee you, Harry Winks in the Man City team, people would be talking about him like he's the best player in the world. Uh, in the Barcelona, in clubs that do play that way, you know, Iniesta, the Enfield Iniesta, we used to call him. <laughs> because that's his style of play, and it works. And if he was available, genuinely, if he was available, like the club said, actually, Harry, yeah, we are going to sell you, and Wink said, yeah, it's not working out, I'll go. 
the fact that Man City, Man United, Liverpool, Barcelona, Valencia, uh, Bayern Munich are all clubs that have openly said they're interested in him, does that not speak to any of our fans that go, oh, maybe he is all right. Maybe, Maybe he's better than we think he is. Maybe we're too harsh on him. Maybe because he's not Harry Wincaldo, um, we all suddenly, you know, that we signed for sixty million, we're a bit harsh. Now the flip side of that is people often accuse me of being biased because he came through the academy. Could be true. I'll, I'll hold my hands up. That could be true. But he's a player I've always really liked and rated. Um, I just don't think we as a club had the personnel under Pochettino to get the best out of him. And under Mourinho, I'm still not convinced of what we're doing full stop. So I don't think we're seeing the best of him there either. Mm -hmm. Um, We now have a question from uh, Spurs News. Um, It's actually from Laura from the stage. So it's our stripper friend from from, uh, our admin team. And she says, do you think Mourinho wanted to sign Bale? It's strange that he hasn't been given much game time. I've also been asked to promote Laura's working from home venture. There's a thing called OnlyFans. I don't know what the hell that is, but <laughs> apparently if you want a link, let me know. Okay. <laughs> um, and that being said, so I'll put it to you, mate. Do you think Mourinho wanted to sign Bell? See, I think back to when we signed Bell and yeah. how buzzing were we all. <laughs> Do you remember we yeah, had to yeah. wait like 48 <clears throat> hours? Oh, yeah. And we yeah. were buzzing. Bow's back. Bow's coming back. And then we knew that he weren't fit and he yeah. wasn't fit. But he's he's fit now, isn't he? He's fully fit now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, A couple of niggling muscle injuries have happened, but nothing serious. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know whether it's because the system is playing in under Mourinho. But, and also his age, I guess. I mean, like, he's 31. Uh, I mean, he's got 10 years on me. But yeah. for, in footballing terms... It, it, it's the, it's definitely the autumn stroke winter of your career once you get to this age. He he was when he played for us before he went to Madrid. It it was just this bolt of lightning. Pace and power. Pace and power. Yeah. So he's 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 going to lose some of that with age. There's no doubt that he's going to lose some of that. So we we haven't got the same bow that we we gave away seven years ago. No. Now I'm sure I. <laughs> I don't know if Mourinho like this. I know Levy would want. I know Levy wanted him because yep. from a completely, you know, you forget about being on the pitch. Having Gareth Bale at Spurs is going to raise a lot of revenue from shirts and uh, and interest. And you've got the fat. You've got people who are just fans of Bale that are going to follow him, like with Sonny and stuff. Um, the fact that he doesn't play him, even though he's fully fit, he doesn't start with him in yeah. the league. Leans, leans me to believe that maybe he didn't win him. I, I don't know. I... Uh, it's difficult. It's difficult for me to understand. Last night, we needed to up the tempo again. We needed to improve. And he's playing Sissoko, who we can all agree, when he's playing in the engine room, the guy is relentless, constant running, 90 minutes, and is he is useful to the squad, without a doubt. As a winger... He has proven time and time again he doesn't have the decision-making in the final third to do anything. doesn't have the shooting ability, doesn't have the ability to pick a pass. He looks like when he gets there, he panics. It's the composure. He lacks composure. 100%. Yeah. 
And yet he started in that position ahead of Delhi, ahead of Bale, Bergwijn, Lamella. And when it came time to make a change, because we'd conceded a goal, by the way, we should have made the change so much sooner, he brings Lamella on. And again, you've got Delhi and Bale sat on the bench. The only possible reason for that is that he doesn't want either of them at the club. That can be the only reason because they're both match winners. They're both they both can create something out of nothing. And yet he's doing he's just leaving them sat there. That's over three hundred grand a week in wages doing nothing. It's my mind's blown by it. it genuinely is. I don't get it. I cannot get my head around it. Uh, but focusing purely on Bale, I don't think Jose would ever turn down a player of Bale's pedigree, caliber, profile. I don't think he would have been on his wish list. But I think if Daniel Levy came to him and said, "Look, I can do a deal for Bale," I think Jose would have gone, "Yeah, brilliant." Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's a potential match winner in my squad. Um, maybe when he's got there and he's trained, he's just not been impressed with him. I, I don't know. I, I, I can't work it out. I just can't. Um, Martin Hood says, think that way. Sorry, I think the way Kane and Son have been used over the last few months, attacking and defending, is now taking its toll. Both seem to really struggle in the last 20 minutes. It's a fair observation, I think. I didn't watch it, so I'm going to have to take your opinion on that one, mate. Yeah. Simon Whiteman says, I feel we're all disappointed with how the league campaign is going so far. Too many draws. Do you feel that the tactics could work with the right players? A few transfers needed. Or should Jose be more adventurous with the players he does have? That's a great... <laughs> that's, that's, oh, that's a thinker. Mm. Um, well, he's, he's, we brought, are... he's brought seven players in, to be fair. I was going to say, we have, we have made a bit of an overall. That's difficult because... You, my my instinct that this is to go. If you look at Jose's CV over the years, he ain't he ain't daft. <laughs> he knows how to win stuff. Maybe it is, you know, maybe it is a case that he needs to continue to rotate the personnel, and this style would work better with a more clinical team. But then there's the flip side of this, where I think to myself, Kane and Sonny do look tired. Martin's point he just made is really relevant. Sonny went through on goal last night and he scuffed his shot. He hit the post. Sonny scores those. You know, earlier in the season, Sonny scores those for fun. You know, for Southampton, he scored four of them. Mm. <laughs> in this game, he goes through, he scuffs his shot, but it's a, it's a sign of fatigue. That is a sign of being tired. But he ain't getting taken off. Sonny, by his high standards, didn't have a very good game last night. He was. He had these three chances, which were great. And of course, on a, like I said, another day, flip of a coin, he's got a hat trick, and we're all saying how great he was. Yeah. But other than that, he was just on the fringes. He lost the ball several times. He, he just was on the fringes of the game. And again, I bring this back to: you've got Delhi, Bale on the bench, Lucas, and you're not using any of it. You're, you're not. You're not thinking to yourself. Mm, Sonny's having a poor game tonight. Must be fatigued. Let's make the change. Because also, what message does that send the team? Oh, well, he wants us to sit. Because this is what we're doing. And he's not changing anything. He's not shouting at us. You know, he's not He's not clearing directions. He's not, you know, oh, I've missed five chances, but I'm still starting over everybody else. 
I'm, I'm baffled by it. I'm, I'm absolutely baffled by it. So, Simon, to come back to what you said, I don't know. I, I can't... Unless you're thinking that we go out and spend like Chelsea did or Real Madrid did for him, which will never happen, I don't see him being able to pack the team with the type of players he wants to play this way all the time. And a different manager would look at the squad. Like when Jose came in, he looked at our squad and went, oh, yes, thank you very much. This is going to be great. A different manager coming in would look at this squad right now with a different philosophy to football and think, oh, wow, it's Christmas. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, wow, you know, I'm going to play this way and these players just, you know, it's brilliant. Yes, of course, you've got to make allowances for the fact that this is still you know, Pochettino's squad in transition to be a Jose squad. But the players are there. And if probably the greatest club manager still working at the moment cannot get the best out of these players, then I, I don't know. I'm, I'm Like I said, I'm going around in circles with this. I'm lost. What, what do you think, mate? Do you think it's a, a recruitment thing? Or, or what do you think? Uh, see, we're, we're, you know, you make the point about him having the, you know, being able to buy the players that he has done at Real Madrid and Chelsea, and like you know, we we, we know that that's never going to happen at Spurs. It's never yeah. going to happen. He knows that. We know. That. Everyone knows that. It's not what Levy does. And it's it's I don't know. Look, I I know that we're, we're, we're like as Spurs fans, we're all feeling really fed up at the moment. And yeah. you know, you, you you go back to to those three or four games when we played the bigger clubs. We were top of the league. And yeah. we're 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 buzzing, won't we? Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, playing the same way, by the way. Yeah, and and just being clinical. <laughs> look, I, I, if I can't, like, what what I've been what I'm trying to like, probably it probably helps me. Um, it helps my mindset that I didn't watch the game last night. So, although I'm disappointed, I didn't didn't sit through the ninety minutes and watch it. So I'm, <laughs> you I'm, didn't I'm, endure the pain. Yeah, and and it is is when you when you miss the when you miss a when you miss the game. And trust me, I've missed so like because every game's been on television. I've watched this probably is the first one that I've just been unlucky enough to have. I've had to work through it. So <clears> you know, there's nothing yeah. I could do. I couldn't swap my shifts. I had to work through it. So I missed the game. And to be fair, because of the way we've been playing recently, I kind of I wasn't you know I wasn't going to bust a gut to swap my shifts or anything. You know, <laughs> no. do, do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, but I but do. I, I just. So like after when it finished, I, I didn't finish work till midnight. So I still had like two or three hours on the on the uh, at work and just sort of trying to mull it over and everything. And f- for me, what I was trying to do was just maybe maybe zoom my mind out and and instead of focus on this one game, just try to think of the bigger picture. You know, like try, try to look at it as a we're we're seven we're seventeen games in. There's still another uh, twenty one to go. So we're not even halfway through this. Um, yeah, that's right, isn't it? Thirty-eight. So yeah, there's still yeah. twenty-one games to go, so we're not even halfway through yet. Not even halfway through the Premier League season. So a lot can change. A lot can happen. A lot can go right. A lot can go wrong. I mean, a, a good example for me is I work with a guy who's a Man United fan. Now, when, yeah. when, when we beat them six-one, honestly, yeah. the the level of anger from this guy, like you couldn't even talk to him without his face going red and spewing anger and like <clears throat> what is going on with my club after the Burnley win um, yeah. I don't know if you saw this TalkSport uh, and I know they clickbait with a lot of what they say but yeah. they asked the question is was that a title winning performance 
right? A one nil mm. win against Burnley, right? Was that a title winning performance? Wouldn't, can you imagine us beating Burnley and then Talksport saying was that a title winning performance? You know, you'd never get that, right? So clearly, Man United that they they get a little they get the love don't they from a lot of the media so I, I saw him last night before I started my shift and I went to him what did yeah. you make of that and he went well to be fair mate he said to be fair it was a title winning performance he said like you know look at the way we managed the game and he is on cloud nine buzzing top yeah. of the league completely different football support uh, Man United support than it was yeah. a couple of months ago you know so yeah. this this season is going to go up and down up and down it is going to go up and down all season and and, and I I know we, as Spurs fans, we're so frustrated by the way things are at the moment. Like you know, you've you've counted, you've given us five examples of games where we yeah. could, we should have won that and we didn't, and we've drawn. Uh, the the first half, second half thing is beyond the job. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I appreciate that, but I, I'm I'm just I'm trying my best to to pull away well, from this one game. Allow me, allow me to help you. Go on, mate. Go on. Because the next question we have here is from Wayne Purser, who says, "When will Mourinho be relieved of his duties?" Now, Wayne, I know what you're saying with this because it feels kind of crazy negative. But to to use what Matt was just saying then, which is let's take a step back a second. Jose Mourinho has got us to the final of the League Cup. We have advanced in the FA Cup. We've advanced in the Europa League. And we are definitely in the fight for the top four. What more do you want? Genuinely now. Just, Just focus on that. At this stage of the season, that's pretty much nailed on good, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I appreciate. Look, I, I'm not. I I know that the, I know the reason for for people's anger is after yeah. last night's game. I, I'm not trying to take that away. I I agree. Like from what I hear, what you've told me, what I saw, like you know the highlights, it was shit. Right, it was it was utter <laughs> shit, right? utter dross. Right. So I appreciate that is the reason for people's anger. So I don't want to go. Try to look at a bigger picture as as a way of almost distracting from the game. I'm not. I'm not no, trying to do that. But I'm just not, trying to bring in. I'm just trying to bring in focus for the fans. That look, I appreciate you're f- pissed off with, with with what you with what we're watching. But my, my Man United mate, I just want to maybe use that as an example. Someone that two months ago was was spitting feathers and is now crowing, yeah. you know, and lapping up every bit of you know. And, pos- and- it's, it's, it, it goes. It's going to go like this this season. I think you know. Yeah, like I said, and what I just said then is genuine. I, I genuinely, when I read Wayne's question, my mind went to, yeah, it's a good point. But then at the flip side, it, it's kind of not. It's kind of, football's a result business. Now, if Jose finishes this season having won nothing and us outside the top four, then that is a really poor season with this squad and this manager. And I I personally believe then Daniel Levy would have to look at that and go, oh, maybe this isn't working. Genuinely, that's that's my opinion. Mm. However, at this exact point right now, we are on course for every goal that we set ourselves for this season. The first competition you can possibly get to the final is the League Cup, and we are there. The FA Cup, we've advanced. We've got two games, Wickham and then obviously probably Everton. Both winnable ties, which would take us to the quarterfinal of the FA Cup. We are in the fight for the top four. And the way this season's going, potentially even the title, because I think there's about eight clubs in the title race mm. at the moment. It is a weird season. The Europa League, we've advanced, like I said. So at this moment, right now, the idea of sacking Jose is ridiculous. 
And no matter how we're looking at the games going, well, this first half, second half, things going to joke. And even with everything I've said, which is, I am, I, I don't get it. I do not know what's going on. If you just take that step back, dump the emotion, and look at the actual results of where we are, it's a mad idea to do that. Now, again, and I said this when we were top of the league, remember? Okay, in 10 games' time, let's see where we are. Yeah. <laughs> again. Let's do it another in, 10 years. Another 10 another, games, sorry. Another 10 games. Yeah. Let's see where we are then. Because we could be, we could have lifted the League Cup, and all of a sudden that's our first trophy in bloody ages. The whole squad suddenly goes, oh, wow, we can win stuff. You know, the belief happens. All of a sudden, you get an emphasis and you really kick on and you start winning games. The belief's there. The the season at the moment is full of opportunity in front of us. And sometimes you have to have this kind of crap moments, these kind of ridiculous results in these these situations that they as a team can iron out. Because if they can, like I said, in each of those games, those five games I pointed out, we we drew them. We didn't lose them. That's a that's a good thing to start. But we drew them because we weren't clinical. The Liverpool game we lost. We should have drawn that or won it. Even we weren't clinical. The the miss Kane's headed miss is still bewildering mm, me to this day. Yeah. So in these situations, they they are it is marginal. These are such marginal things. Imagine we won that Liverpool game and those five games. Not only are we top of the league, we're top of the league by a mile. Yeah. So it is so marginal between where we are and where we want to be. And we're playing the same way. You know, we played the same way against Man City and won the game 2-0 and we loved it. As we just played against Fulham and lost and drew one all, and we hate it. There's there's a, a certain thing that's going on in the second half that needs to be addressed. We can see it. Every player must know it. The manager must know it. He has eyes. If we can address that, then you know the season's our oyster. We've got all of these opportunities ahead of us. So, no, I don't think it's time to be sacking Mourinho. Um, let's, let's see what, like, 10 games time, let's see where we are. Yeah. Absolutely. My groovy mate. Gary Gary Daly says, Sissoko, how does he get so much game time? Um, we've just kind of talked about this. As a winger, Gary, last night, appalling, awful selection. He has no right play in there. In the engine room of midfield, alongside Hoybier, I've been impressed by yeah. him this season. He's perfect so, in that position, isn't he? Yeah, so I, I yeah, I don't get that. Um, Stephanie Nicholson's with the next question. She says, set pieces, why are we so bad? A valid question. When will we start attacking? We cannot hold a 1-0. This is this has been proven. How does Sissoko get so much game time? That's quite funny. That's two questions in a row. Um, well, for a start, Stephanie, hello. Um, Sissoko gets so much game time because he has pictures of Mourinho on holiday that he doesn't want shared on that. <laughs> um, we cannot hold a 1-0. It's a very valid point. Um, and it does end up being a point every time. Mm. Um, I I have no idea. We've talked about this during the show. The set pieces thing, then, Matt. What the hell is going on? Yeah, like, we. I, I'm baffled at this. Like, but you say, you, offensively, you, we don't seem good, and then defensively, we're a shower. <laughs> but you you say, you say that you say that. But I mean, look, we played um, when we played Brentford in the semi final. Now, I appreciate yeah. that we, we we were a superior team to Brent. Brentford 
yeah. you know, in our, in our players. But Brentford are, were are famous, like they they're, they're famous for for their set pieces. They've got that guy that throws yeah. like a free kick, you know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. so going into that game, you know, it was a recipe for disaster. If 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 you had the, you know, if 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 we were yeah. so bad at set defending set pieces and they were so good at set pieces, then the game's over before it's even started, and we kept a clean sheet in that. Or, yeah, we did, didn't we? It's two 0 Yeah, we kept a clean sheet yeah. in that game. Just now, just yeah, no, by, like, by by the hair on the guy's knee. knee yeah, we kept a clean sheet. But look, I, I, don't, I, I, for me, I feel like it's a bit of a myth. This set piece thing. I, I don't think we were as bad as as as. Uh... Oh, I've got a stat for go you. Go on, then. mate. Go on. I I don't know the number of goals we've conceded this season in total, but I do know only five have come from open play. But but we've we but we've st- we've got quite a good defensive record. So, you know, the amount that we've conceded in set pieces, okay, it might be a higher percentage than what we've conceded in open play. But we've conceded we've got one of the the best defensive records in the Premier League, haven't we? I mean, we've got the, one anymore, of the best goal right? differences. Um, goals against sixteen. So, so eleven have been five. Yeah, so eleven have come from set pieces in seventeen games. Yeah. I'd be interested to see how many other what the other teams have conceded in set pieces goals wise. Oh, I would be I interested. Come on, your your Matt stats. You get on. That's that, what I'm doing next week, mate. That's gonna yeah, that's gonna. I'm either go. gonna I'm either gonna smash the myth <clears throat> or or um or or, or, sma- smash or, or we're not gonna talk about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Julie says, let's talk tactics. Um, Julie, we've talked about that all day. Um, I hope you've enjoyed listening. I hope we've hit the nail off a few times. Uh, Mark Ivey says, why, why, why do we have to play a defensive game in order to win stuff? Klopp, Guardiola, etc. Win, don't win by defending or sitting back. They take it to teams. We have been sold a lie. Well, um, I mean, M- Mourinho, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but Mourinho's won a trophy or two in his career, hasn't he? One or two, yes. Yeah. Um, the thing, Mark, I think I think your point's valid, but I think every manager has their way of playing. Um, it's not that we've been sold a lie. I mean, Jose's he's never hidden how he likes to play. Um, it's not, of course, it's not the only route to win a trophy. However, the one thing I would say is that under Pochettino, we played some amazing football. I mean, like uh, there's a couple of seasons are still, to my mind, the greatest football I've seen Tottenham play. And I wouldn't trade them for anything, genuinely, because it felt like every game we were going to win, it was wonderful. But a lot of fans forced Pochettino from this club on the basis that we didn't win anything. And how long did it take him to win a trophy at his new club? <laughs> Don't want to touch Shut up, I'm going to bring that up. <laughs> Actually, that's it. All right, congratulations to Pochettino and his team and their first trophy as a coaching unit. I'm very pleased for them. They're wonderful people who served our club well, and I wish them only good things in Paris. Yeah, me too. There you go. Yeah, yeah. so that's that addressed. I, I didn't even say it was crying or anything. <laughs> um, uh, so, Mark, I hope that answers that, really. Um, I, I just think every manager's got a different style, and this same squad of players different manager we could be absolute you know great guns going forward uh Klopp or Guardiola took us over um you know that we play differently as well just we've tried the the Tottenham way in our quotes of playing this wonderful football and we've won nothing for years we are now trying something different a more resolute counter-attacking a more pragmatic style if we win a load of trophies doing it then people would judge it as a great success 
if we don't, then I think all of us fans know how we'll judge it. Yeah. Mark Evans says, is it necessary to play three defensive midfielders at home versus one of the sides battling relegation? Mark, no. No, no it was not. No. <laughs> Completely agree. Um. Oh, hell, I can't say this name. Matt, help me out. Z-A-U-N-D-R-Y. Zondry? Yeah, that sounds about right, mate. Zondry, I apologise for butchering your name if I have. Will Spurs be able to finish in the top four? It's clear they're out of the title race. Um, We just kind of touched on that. Um, Yeah, we're in it. Um, Just look at the points difference of all the teams that are there. there. But there's a lot of teams in the race for that this season. We do need to get some consistency to secure it, though. Definitely, we need to. And also, to say that it's clear we're out of the title race, we're two wins off the top, so I, I disagree with it. Yeah, that's valid. Um, yeah, like I said a minute ago, it's a weird season. Um, Austin List says, Why can't we play more attacking football? Why so defensive all the time? Why not give Delhi a go with a free roll behind Sun and Kane? Um, Austin, we kind of covered this, I think, mate. Um, why Delhi and Bale, for example, aren't getting opportunities is a mystery to me. Yep. Um, but... Yeah, we've covered it. The manager's style, the way he wants us to play, that's that's basically it. Charlie B. Smith says, would you extend or activate the option to buy Bale permanently from Madrid? At this moment in time, if we had to make the decision today, I'd say no. However, he is such a good player, and as Matt has just pointed out to everybody, we're, we're not even halfway through the season yet. He could be the difference between us lifting a trophy and not. He could be the difference between us making top four of the title. He is a difference maker of a player. Um, so let's make the decision at the end of the season. Yeah, if he scores a hat-trick at Wembley, then yeah, sign him yeah. to be yeah, retired. <laughs> yeah, yeah live, live with us forever. Yeah. <laughs> and this is Gareth Bale rounding the keeper to win Tottenham the Europa League their fourth trophy of the season <laughs> yeah alright we'll keep him shall we? yeah alright um, Mark Evans um, any chance you can do something to inspire the players to be involved with the game for a full 90 minutes yes I've offered them all Laura's home address um, <laughs> hopefully that should sort things out uh, Liam Hickey says why not give Dele a chance he's clearly working hard when played in games and doing what he's asked I think we need a different captain. Um, I'm doubting Hugo's influence. Okay, well, we've, we've already covered the captain thing, Liam, so hopefully you listened to that and it answered it to to your satisfaction. And with regards to Delhi, we've kind of covered this as well. I don't know. It, it feels like... It feels like Delhi is a natural instincts player where he'll try flicks, tricks, he'll try all sorts of things... And Jose just seems to hate that. Mm. <laughs> he, mm. he seems to want his players to play in a certain way. <clears throat> you know, don't concede is the first and foremost rule. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's, it's a mystery to me. Because like, like you just pointed out, when I watched Delhi play the other day in the FA Cup, I thought his commitment in that game was excellent. His, you know, what he did was brilliant. It's very easy to be a superstar, go to Marine and just walk around. You know, it's very very difficult to get to the same motivation. And I thought one of the things I liked about our performance is we did seem to take the game seriously. And Delhi was one of those. So, again, 
I don't know. I don't know what more he's got to do. I genuinely thought he'd start against Fulham and he didn't. Um, Mark Calder says, we've lost the goals of Ericsson and Delhi and haven't replaced them. Need a goal scoring midfielder, but who? <clears throat> um, yeah, Sabitz are in the summer, apparently, but doesn't do us much good right now. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't have an answer to that. Um, we lost the goals of Ericsson and Delhi. I mean, Delhi's goals have kind of been substituted by Sonny. Sonny's now barreling them in where in the past Delhi did. Um, it would be great to see Delhi come into it as well and get some. Um, be good to see I, Lucas I and Bergwijn get some more goals, to be fair, as they, well. They should, and they should be. I mean, Bergwijn mm. looks like a player who's completely devoid of confidence. Yeah. Um, people attacking him after he, he hit the post uh, against Liverpool. Um, I think, you know, to the point you had to delete his social media. We talk about fans booing at the stadium. That toxic bullshit online from our own fans uh, is still inexcusable for me. Um, And he hasn't looked the same since. He looks like a player who's feeling unloved, feeling out of it, and confidence is shot. But, you know, he gets into a game and scores a good goal. All of a sudden, that that flow back and... And hopefully he can contribute because the guy's got it. The guy's got it in spades. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. Um, finally, the last one from Facebook is Tom. Tom says, how do the creative players, Bale, Delhi, etc., feel about being left out of the first 11 at home to Fulham? Not happy. Um, is that yeah, is yeah. impression? <laughs> um, anyone who's got Instagram, go to Delhi and look at the picture he posted of him after the game. And you will know how Delhi's feeling. Uh, Bale did something very similar to his social media. They're fed up. They are bored. They look angry. Um, yeah, it's it's not good. I think if you're sat on the bench and a team are winning three nil, and the manager goes, "Right, oh, you know, we're just going to see this out now," you kind of go, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> but when the game's one nil, it looks like you know our energy is lacking we're not really creating anything then it goes to one on we need a goal and you're Delhi or you're Bale and you're sat there and you don't even look at you yeah I think you're uh, I think you're wondering what the hell is going on with just calls I'd like to point out yeah um Instagram we've got a couple of questions on Instagram first one's from someone called Positive Stephen now, do you think he's positive? <laughs> well, my, if he's calling himself Positive Stephen, then then my guess yeah. is he is. Okay. Positive Stephen says, are we going to stop scoring one goal and then go in defensive oh, until Stephen. we you, you let, you, It would be nice to know. You're letting yourself down, mate. Where's the positivity, Stephen? <laughs> the glass half empty there, my friend. That's what he should call himself, glass half empty, Stephen. Yeah, definitely. Um <laughs> Mate, we've kind of asked and answered this all the way through it. I, I'd love an explanation of what the hell is going through the players' minds, but we ain't going to get one. Um, to cheer me up, though, Matt, do you want to know who our second question's from? Oh, please tell me. Please tell me it's Mountain Man. He's back. Yes! That has, that has actually cheered me up. He's a man. Such a man. Mountain Man, with his own intro, as we just heard, says, if we finish outside the top four 
and we fail to win trophies this season, will Jose be on his way? And if so, who would be your choice to replace him? Obviously the answer's pop, but I'm guessing that would be too soon. P.S. Super sub Stefan needs more game time. He fucking does. <laughs> Friggin' work experience boy needs to be sat down and smacked. Um, that aside, although Mountain Man being the vigorous man that you are, whatever you say, sir, is correct. I'll look into that. Um, we, it's funny. That's funny. I genuinely hadn't read that, and we just kind of discussed at the end of the season if we're outside the top four and we've not picked up a trophy. I think Daniel Levy would genuinely have a moment whether that leads to him pulling the trigger or not is a different matter but I do think he would have to generally have a moment to think about things um so let's say that that does happen and Daniel Levy does pull the trigger is there a manager in football at the moment who you'd like to see come in the Tottenham yeah Jurgen Klopp please nah (laughs) I genuinely don't like him I, I don't know why. There's something about him I've just never liked. Is it the teeth? <laughs> no, I did not. I, I can't make my mind. Genuinely, because everything about him, like he seems like a genuinely quite a nice guy. He seems good-humoured, very competitive, which is fine by me. You know, he gets completely carried away, and that's fine, whatever. I, I'm, I'm like that. I'm competitive, git. Um, but I've just never, like, when he was at Dortmund, he feels like he's a cult leader. I know that sounds really <laughs> far, but I, I can't put my, I just can't put my finger up, but I've never liked him. Um, there's Nagelsmann. I can't, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I always quite liked him. Um, and I quite like the guy that um, uh, PSG just sacked for Pochettino. Um yeah. What about uh? You know, it might be an interesting one, and I don't know if it, if you ha- say Tim Sherwood, I will drive to your house, break every lockdown rule, and knock you the fuck out. You're gonna set Mountain Man on me. Uh, yes, if you say Tim Sherwood, I will. Yeah. What about Bielsa? He's he's clearly shown that, and I appreciate Leeds have, you know, they've they've, they've got hammered yeah, by some is... big teams, but. You know, I, I, I love his style of play, and you know, maybe it could... you know his style of play is Pochettino, right? Mm, yeah, no, but they, they, him and Guardiola literally cite Bielsa as their their inspiration. Um, uh, personally, I don't think it'd be a great appointment because of his age. I, I think if you're going to uh, replace Jose Mourinho, you need to be replacing him with someone who's young, hungry, and. But you say, Sam, you say his age. You see that guy kneels down for most of the 90 minutes. You haven't got to worry about that yeah. guy's age. He's, well, he's I, fit I as a fiddle. That. Jesus, I, I turned 38 tomorrow. I couldn't do that. that <laughs> do me kneeing, man. The, the guy has superior yoga skills. I know that. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there you go. That's everything. Now, before we finish, just so everybody knows, Matt, you're going to cheer us all up. Well, look, I'm not. You don't. I, no well, I've, I've always said with I've always said with our podcast that sometimes when we're all feeling down as fans, yeah. the best yeah. thing to do for therapy is just to listen to other Spurs fans. Know that you're you're not the only one. That we're all yeah. we're all suffering. We're all in the same boat as Spurs fans. We're all got the ump. We're fed up at the moment. We're at the moment with way our things are going in in the league and with with results. So look, I just thought maybe if I could think of five things. To, to, to make to cheer us up then maybe that's something five people can take away reasons to be five five reasons to be that. cheerful yeah and hopefully people can take these away and you know 
give themselves a little bit of a lift as a Spurs fan. Come on, come on, please, because I, I need it. You need it, I, right. I need cheering up. Right, yeah. okay. Now, the first one, I know we, you've mentioned this already in yeah. today's podcast, but apart from Man- Manchester City, we are the only club in the country still in every competition we entered at the start of the season. Every competition we're in. The only club apart from Man City. That's, that's positive. That's positive. The second one, Son and Kane are only one combined goal away from having the best outright combined goal tally in Premier League history, which is currently 13, and which they share with Shearer and Sutton, who got that record over 25 years ago. They did. I remember that season because I'm an old git. There you go. But yes, again, another positive. And yes. talking about your age as well, I know you just slipped down. You say it's your birthday tomorrow. It is, mate, yeah. Happy birthday for tomorrow, mate. I will wish you a happy Thank birthday, you. but I'll say it on record. Wish you a, a... Thank you, that's very kind of you. <laughs> uh, the third one. Okay, so, and again, this is something we've touched on during the podcast as well. After 17 games last season, there was 23 points between us and the team at the top. This season, after 17 games, it's six. Oh, there you go. We've improved. There you go. Uh, more, more Liverpool of kind of got worse but you know <laughs> Don't. Yeah, we've improved You're impre- exactly uh, number four our recent FA Cup tie gave us a glimpse of our next potential homegrown superstar in Alfie Devine at 16 years and 163 days old he became our youngest ever player and goal scorer true mm-hmm. reason to Good be cheerful time. we signed him from Wigan by the way. I know, and and I after what you told me uh, a few podcasts ago about Wigan, I, I, there's a tinge of of uh, guilt, I think, about. Do you feel guilt about it? Don't you? No, fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Yeah, but but they got decent money, and if the kid goes on, they'll get even more. So yeah, of course, of course. Now the fifth one is, I think, it's quite an interesting one. Okay, now they always say it's quite famous that Spurs. They say Spurs always win a trophy when a year ends in one. Now, yeah. what you've got to look at here is we won a trophy in 21, 51, 61, 71, 81 and 91. Right? Yeah. Now, in, I appreciate we didn't win one in 01, but I think what you've got to look at is not when the year ends in one, it's when you save one at the end of the year. So last, the last in 2011... There was no one at the end of that, was it? It was 11. You don't say one. So yeah. now we're in 2021. We're yeah. back in that routine now of winning a trophy when you. we say one yeah. at the end of the year. So that means <laughs> chances are we're going to win yeah. a trophy this season. That that seems perfectly reasonable and makes perfect sense, yeah. If we, if we, won, a, if we won a trophy in 1921, then what's to stop us winning a trophy in 2021? That that would be about our ratio for trophies. <laughs> One every hundred years. <laughs> um, well, thank you, Matt. That was very uplifting. There I, you go. I feel that we've ended the show on a on a serious positive, and everyone will go away from it now thinking like, "Yeah, this is our year." And also, one more positive as well oh, is wow. that. Yeah. What what what? And and, and I'm not going to. I almost want you to bleep the word out when I say it. Okay. But okay. what would be, what would have been more Spursy than Sheffield United going through the whole season, or whole season not yeah. winning a game and winning their first league game on Sunday yeah, against so, us? So glad they beat. They've Newcastle. got that monkey off their so back. So glad. So 
you know. Now, now, now they can go on and beat us as well. But, <laughs> yeah. No, I was so glad. I was so glad Newcastle lost to them. I can't put to words how much better I felt after that happened because it was happening. It, it was. It wasn't even. It wasn't even at all. Why wouldn't that be sod's law? It would have been set in stone. Yep. That was gonna happen. Yep. 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 Um, but mate, thank you so much. I've enjoyed doing the show again, despite everything being a bit crap. Um, thank you for the wonderful positive ending to the show. Uh, big thank you to everybody who asked questions and contributed to the show this week. We always really appreciate it. Apologies if we didn't answer it to your satisfaction, but you know, we try, we try. Uh, no, no, tough. tough fair enough. <laughs> get meaner, get meaner. You ought to read my inbox. People are horrible to me. They can all go. F- I, I think as well. If, if we if we start getting like really successful, and then like you know, because obviously yeah. sometimes we don't we, we'll say things to to people, and I know you just say it jokingly, but you know we don't yeah. we don't want to set the point where upset people to the point where they're going to get no, really angry. No. But if it get if we get really big, I genuinely yeah. think we need to hire mountain man as almost like a, a security guard. So if anyone yeah, threatens us back. We'll say, look, yeah. just we'll just get on a mountain, man. Look, got someone right. you sort out here. Hang on, <laughs> this is a genuine email sent to me last week about the podcast. Right, you ready? Go on. What sort of a fucking idiot are you <laughs> that you upload that shit? Are you kidding? Right. So I was like, I have no idea what this is about. I genuinely at this point. Now you've then messaged me saying, oh, I think there's a problem. As like a, a minute missing where I'm just, you can just hear me breathing. So one, there was a few people really enjoyed that, Matt. <laughs> by the way, there was a there's a few fans of that. There, there is a fee yeah, if anyone else wants. <laughs> you you have a niche market there, um, and then so of course, I'm I'm genuinely really not well. So I've messaged Stepin Stefan, the wonder idiot, and said, "Oh, this has happened. Yeah, yeah, I've got it. I've got it." Now he has to send it to me to upload because I'm the one with the password. So I'm like sat at this laptop. I am feeling awful. He sent it to me. Now, because I feel like crap, I've not checked it. So I've just uploaded it. So you can partially lay the blame here on me. I will take that. So I've now uploaded it. Now, the second time, you're not... No one can hear you. No, no, the other way around. No, no one can hear you. Step, no, is yeah. it you? No, it's not. It's just me. Yeah. And and and, yeah. and and there's no intro or anything. It's just literally me yeah, talking for an hour. It's just you talking. So it's literally just your recording. <laughs> um, And I get this email from the same guy. Wow, just when I think you couldn't get any more shit, you go and prove to me once again that you're a waste of fucking time. Jesus. Why I listen every week will never bewilder me. You're, no, sorry, will never... What does that say? Sorry, my phone just jumped Then I think somebody <laughs> just tried to ring me. Um, why, um, why I listen every week, will ne- I will never understand. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> but he still listens every week. <laughs> this guy genuinely sends me abuse every single week that I'm a fucking idiot. I'm not a real fan because I sound like a farmer. Um, and and yet he listens he because listens. I know he listens because he points stuff out. Like minute 20, not like just listens to the first five minutes and switches it off in anger. Yeah. He listens to the whole damn show. <laughs> and yet every week calls me a cretin or something. Like, 
I think he fancies me. Yeah, it's the I, only I, thing I can think of. It's it's, it's odd. It's really odd. I, I I think look, you know, it's all sorts of courses. We're all we're all different. We've all got different things that yeah. drive us. But this yeah. guy clearly gets off on being angry. Yeah. Like you know, he's he, he, he wants yeah. to he wants to be outraged. He wants to be angry. He needs he needs to be yeah. fed that anger. And clearly, listening to us yeah. well, feeds mean, him. I'm I'm, I'm flattered, <laughs> and I'm I'm but I'm not dating at the moment. <laughs> You're not dating. So, thank you. You're not well, yeah. Sam. I mean, like you know. Get, get, I know, wait, you recovered exactly. first for yeah, going down that Jesus. avenue. <laughs> yeah, before I want absolute misery of a relationship, I'll get in touch. I have, no, I have no worries. And I had a few other messages as well, people generally giving a stick, but it was kind of tongue-in-cheek banter mm. giving a stick. And that's fine, that's fine. I, yeah. I can, I dish that out, I can take that, and yeah. it made me laugh. Yeah. But yeah, this guy is so angry all the time. Are we going to get Mountain Man on him? Is that what we should do? <laughs> Yeah, Mountain Man, if you're listening, will you will you stick up for me, please? Uh, have we got enough? Have we got enough revenue from the podcast yet to to hire Mountain Man as a kind of a part time uh, security depends, guard? Depends, depends on his rates. Mountain Man, get in touch. Let us know what your rates are. <laughs> um, I know I certainly don't have enough to subscribe to OnlyFans with Laura. I know that. <laughs> Jesus, I'm, I'm luck, lucky she's going to give away a season pass to a lucky listener. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. And enough of that, because she'll kill me, and I'm not well. <laughs> I can't run. <laughs> uh, but everyone, thank you so much for listening. Hopefully we managed to cheer you up a little bit. Things will get better, um, because they just will. Um, it's an up-and-down season. It's going to be weird, but we'll get through it. We'll get through it together. We'll be back next week to help you. Until then, take care. Yeah, take care, mate, and happy birthday for tomorrow, mate. Thanks, buddy. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, you can join in the conversation on our Facebook page with over 60,000 fellow Tottenham fans at facebook.com slash Spurs News.